welcome to the first edition of the Garen Catholic podcast, the first ever podcast coming from Garen Catholic. We're making this in February of 2021, and I'll be your host. Uh, I am James McNeeny, very blessed to serve as principal here at Garen Catholic, and I'm really looking forward to this podcast just to have the opportunity to to share the good news of all the great things that are happening here at Garen Catholic across all of our students, uh, highlight some things with our students, with our teachers uh, that are happening in student life, that are happening in the classroom, just to be able to share the good news of Catholic education right here at Garen Catholic High School. Uh, in this particular episode, we are going to focus on, uh, we're going to have four segments that we're going to focus on. Uh, in the first segment, we'll talk with uh, two of our theology teachers, Mr. Billy Thompson and Mr. Doug Klein, and just talk about the season of Lent and what advice they have uh, for their students and for families as far as making uh, Lent a, a meaningful season uh, for, for everyone. And then we'll, uh, in segment two, we'll talk with Mrs. Wagner and a couple of her students about the upcoming IB Art Show, which is actually coming up the end of this week uh, here in February. And then in segment three, I'm joined by uh, several students, and we'll talk uh, winter athletics at Garen Catholic. Some of the seasons have wrapped up. Some of them are still all going. Uh, but we'll just talk about some of the highlights that we've seen so far in our winter sports this season. And then finally, in our last segment, we'll talk with school counselor Mrs. Emily McCauley, and we'll just talk with her about some of the advice that she gives to her students on establishing good, happy, healthy habits, uh, especially during this winter season where, you know, kind of the blahs can fit in and trimester two and you've got stress and all sorts of things. So what advice she gives uh, to our students just to just to try to keep good, happy, healthy habits going. Uh, so I hope you enjoy this podcast and hope you enjoy this snapshot of all the good news of the things that are happening at Garen Catholic High School. All right, we are ready to begin our first segment of the Garen Catholic podcast this morning. And we're recording this here at the beginning of February, and we have the season of Lent coming up. And so we're joined by two of our theology teachers. We have Mr. Doug Klein and Mr. Billy Thompson. And we're going to talk a little bit about the season of Lent. Woo. All right, see the excitement that we have in our classrooms. That was well, let's, <laughs> well, let's start with Mr. Thompson. Mr. Thompson, tell me just, uh, uh, you know, we know Lent comes up each year. We know we're supposed to give something up, but, but let's go, you know, a little more than that. What, what is the season of Lent? Mm. So I would say, uh, first and foremost, and I think that in, in our modern world, there is um, an idea that we can easily fall into, I think, of, of reducing holiness to niceness and reducing the Christian life uh, to uh, being kind. And those are, those are important. Those are essential aspects of being Christian. Um, but I think one of the things that we often fall into is living a kind of I'm okay, you're okay, we're all okay, like we're all naturally gravitating towards heaven. Um, and all I really need is somebody to give me a little push now and then. And that's, a, that's not, that's not really the Christian life. That's not what Jesus came and, and, and redeemed us from. Uh, Jesus wasn't a good moral teacher that just set us on the right track. Jesus is our savior. Um, so fundamentally, uh, what Lent reminds us of is that we are disordered away from God. That's the, the theology of original sin. We are disordered. We're fundamentally good. We're good. Um, and after the fall, it's not like our human nature has completely been destroyed, uh, but we've been wounded, and, and we need someone to save us from that. Um, and so wounded, in fact, that we're blind 
to the reality of sin in our life. We're blind and we're ignorant to it in our life. So I think what Lent, first and foremost, is really about is the re-recognition of I need a Savior. Um, I, need, I need someone to pull me out of my sinfulness. Yeah. It's also a time for preparation because obviously it, it, it concludes with the season of Easter. So how, how long is Lent? Lent uh, is, well, uh, Lent is 40 days, and um, that's in a reminder of uh, Jesus going into the desert and fasting for 40 days and 40 nights. Um, but technically, if you look at the calendar of it, it's actually uh, over the course of 46 days, um, seven, seven weeks plus the, the days from Ash Wednesday to the first Sunday. Um, and the reason because of that is uh, the, uh, the Sundays during the season of Lent do not count as Lent. They're, they're many Easter's in the middle of the season. Yeah. I like what you said earlier about just, uh, you, you know, we can't sort of uh, f- fall into holiness. I, I love reading about the lives of the saints, and, and, you know, in order to become closer with God, they made profound choices in their lives. It, it didn't happen by accident. So good point there. Mr. Klein, um, wh- what advice do you usually give to your students on how to have a, a good Lent, a good Lenten season? Uh, <clears throat> I think a good Lent, it, it's kind of funny. We think of Lent as preparation for Easter, um, and in, in our newer calendar, since the Second Vatican Council, we missed the preparation for the preparation a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, in the old calendar, there was a period of, um, of about a month that was a pre-Lenten period, so that Ash Wednesday didn't sneak up on you, and you didn't say, oh, what are my Lenten penances, and, and you just kind of stumble into Lent. And that's probably what I encourage my students not to do, um, but rather to give it a lot of thought even before Lent starts. Um, Because as we mentioned earlier, Lent is primarily about preparation. Um, Well, what are you preparing for? Yes, you're preparing for Easter, but you're really preparing for your own death. The meditation of, of Lent is on the last four things of death, judgment, heaven, and hell. And these are things that aren't, as Billy said, terribly popular. You know, we, uh, I'm okay, you're okay, be a nice person. Um, but the reality is that sin is real, uh, which is why we need a savior. Um, so we want to be ready for our death and Lent is a time to consider that. So that sounds kind of dark and it sounds kind of, um, you know, macabre, but it's really not. It's actually a beautiful thing. And, and many of the saints talk about the thing we should pray for is a quote, a good death. And just last week, I, I talked to my students about that, and I asked them, you know, what, what constitutes a good death? We were talking about end-of-life issues. Mm-hmm. And uh, most of them, without kind of thinking, said, uh, dying without any pain, or, you know, a pain-free death, or dying in your bed at an old age. Uh, but we talked through that and said, no, to, a good death is to, to die in a state of grace so that we get to see the face of God, right? And we don't mm-hmm. spend eternity separated from him. So... Um, so it's not a, a time of depression and, and sadness as much as somber reflection. Um, so I guess in, in the big scheme, that's what I try to get my, my kids to think about. And to do that requires a lot of intentionality. You know, how am I really going to use this? Um, so I don't know if, um, you know, in terms of families, I think is often the best way to do that. Um, so I don't know if, if we want to talk about maybe some of the ways we can do that. Or... I think that's great. Yeah. Think of, uh, you know, the parents out here who might be listening to this and what ideas, uh, you know, might they have to try to make Lent uh, a good season, a holy season for their whole family, really? 
Yeah. Um, when in terms of Lenten disciplines, Billy, you want to talk about any any disciplines that you think have been effective in your life or that you recommend? Yeah, I think that during the season of Lent, um, we always have Lenten penance services. Um, so being able to go to a Lenten penance service, but but to prepare for that. Um, when we talk about the, the sacrament of reconciliation, um, one of the things I really try to emphasize in, in the sacraments class is that the sacrament of reconciliation, while yes, God wants to forgive you of your sins, that's that's not the primary uh, goal of the sacrament, that rather, rather than calling it a sacrament of forgiveness, the church calls it a sacrament of healing. Um, and so what God wants to do is, beyond just forgiving us of our sins, he wants to heal the wound that sin has caused in our life. And I think that the real way that we do that, uh, the way that we engage in the sacrament in a way that becomes healing, is by doing a really good examination of conscience. Um, so I think the best thing uh, that families can do together is find a good examination of conscience. Like we don't have to confess, confess our sins to the rest of the family or anything <laughs> like that. But, uh, but being able to find a good examination of conscience and taking time uh, together to sit with that and reflect on it. Um, I would even recommend going to confession during this season of Lent more than just the, the penance service. Uh, to go a couple of times, two, three times even, um, I think that that would be extremely beneficial yeah. for families. I, I think there's something powerful, too, about a family going to the, re the sacrament wow. together because there is that opportunity to, to talk about preparation for that, the, the, uh, the examination of conscience. And then I, there, I think there's something powerful about uh, kids seeing their parents go to reconciliation, maybe you know, in line before them or after them or whatever that is. And it's, it's funny. We, we think of... Um, uh, Fat Tuesday or yeah. Mardi Gras the day before Ash Wednesday. The traditional word for that is Shrove Tuesday, mm -hmm. and it's from Shriven, um, which means to obtain absolution. Mm -hmm. So really, traditionally, people would go make a good confession on Tuesday before oh. Ash Wednesday. Yes. Interesting. So, um, so that's talk about a great way to get your Lent off to a good start. Um, uh, speaking of Shrove Tuesday, so in terms of some practical things I think families can do, one is, uh, and it's this balance between making Lent, Lent should be somewhat somber. You know, not, as I said earlier, depressive or dark, but we're, we're meditating on sin and death and redemption. So there is a, a somber quality to it. But in the midst of that, I think there's a tremendous opportunity to build family life. So with that said, again, traditionally, um, the Tuesday before Ash Wednesday, families had... Um, pancake dinners because uh, again in the older practice you just didn't abstain from meat you abstained from uh, eggs milk so you would clean out your pantry and what goes you know eggs milk pancakes so um, I we do a pancake dinner uh, at my house so that's uh, again you're combining a traditional practice um, but it's a good time to discuss with your kids. Why are we having, as we call it, AM in the PM? Why are you having breakfast for dinner kind of a thing? So um, it's, it, it's family bonding time as well, which I think is really good. Um, in terms of families, just some, uh, and I'll just kind of read off a laundry list of, of things that I recommend. Um, find as a family, use this period before Lent starts, maybe to find a, a novena that speaks to people in your family and pray a novena together. Um, I think it's a great time to prioritize family dinners, um, make meatless meals, quote, fun. And again, I know it's Lent, but maybe emphasize cooking dinner together, right? Turn off the TV, 
put on some music, um, make it intentional in that way. Um, you know, we, we definitely want to give up um, certain attachments to build that muscle of saying no so we can resist sin in our lives. And a good way to do that is to exercise that muscle, giving up things that, have, that, are, that are good in and of themselves. Um, but we also want to take on practices. So um, as a family, uh, go to Wheeler Mission, go to a soup kitchen, um, make kits for the homeless and pass out. I mean, there's a, you know, there are so many good Catholic websites you can find uh, different things to do. Um, traditionally, families would pray the seven penitential psalms, which are Psalms 6, 31, 37, 50, 101, 129, and 142. So you could do one a day for a week. You could do one a Sunday. Uh, family rosaries. Um, one of my favorite things um, is to fam, uh, I recommend people plan a merry garden, which is a really common thing. And uh, if you don't know, there are hundreds of plants that in the medieval time were named after Our Lady. So, you know, with, you can look forward to spring and nice weather now that it's like five degrees outside uh, by planting a merry garden. So there's all of these things you can do as a family um, to kind of build a family identity while at the same time preparing for Easter. Yeah, it sounds good. And then, you know, we do hear uh, probably common practice of, you know, you give something up for Lent. So that might be, you know, you, you, you just give up chocolate or you give up candy or Coke or something like that. And, and that alone is, is not bad. I mean, I, I, but, but yeah, talk just a little bit about that. What's the, the behind, what do you, what do you tell that? Or what do you, what advice do you give students who, you know, th that's what Lent is. I that's just the time I don't eat chocolate. Yeah. So uh, in the sacrament of reconciliation, uh, God forgives us of our sins, but the sacrament can oftentimes also be called the sacrament of penance, uh, that we're given a penance at the end of, um, before absolution, and we go from there uh, to do that penance. And that's really, it's not like a, a punishment for our sin, like, all right, you did X, Y, Z, you have to say, and our Father and three Hail Marys slap you on the wrist and get out of here. Um, no, it's, the penance is Mother Church, in her wisdom, setting us back on the right track. Um, and so doing little things like that during the season of Lent um, really allow us to give up something, even like things that aren't bad in and of themselves, things that are good, um, that allow us to strengthen our will um, in things, things, smaller things that don't matter as much, so that when we are faced with real temptations uh, to, to sin in our life, we have the strength of will to be able to say no. Yeah, yeah and when it, when it comes to certain Lenten sacrifices, um, this may seem like it, it should go without saying, but I try to tell the students not to make it frivolous or a joke, right? This, um, it, Lent, Lent is a serious time, so to reflect seriously on what they might give up. Um, I also encourage them not to make it a contest um, it's, it's not a time to, to pick something extreme that you're setting yourself up for failure because you're trying to compete with your brother, your, your friend at school. Um, and it shouldn't be a source of pride. And I think that sometimes can be a temptation is you kind of look at what I'm giving up, look at what I'm doing. Um, in scripture, you know, we're called to fast throughout the year. Um, and traditionally Wednesdays and Fridays were a time of, of, um, of, of either abstinence or, or some sort of uh, penance or sacrifice. Um, and Jesus himself said, don't be like the hypocrites. You know, <laughs> wash your face, comb your hair. Don't be all gloomy, right? Oh, look at me, how holy I am. So 
uh, not making it kind of a frivolous joke, don't make it a contest and don't make it a source of pride, but really use it to form um, your relationship with, with our Lord. Yeah, yeah, great points. Well, thank you, gentlemen, both for being here and for being a part of this and in our first segment here. And again, uh, the, the season of Lent is coming up uh, with Ash Wednesday. We hope uh, we release this podcast here this coming week, and, and Ash Wednesday is coming up uh, beyond that. So let's, let's remember, as, uh, as Mr. Klein said, it's not just the preparation for Easter, but also the preparation for Lent so that we can, we can have a good uh, Holy Lent, which, which leads us closer to our relationship with God, leads us closer to uh, relationship with the church, our relationship with Christ. Thanks again, gentlemen. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome back to the next segment of the Garen Catholic podcast that we have. In this segment, we're going to talk a little bit about our upcoming IB art show. And we've got a couple student artists here, as well as Mrs. Beth Wagner, our IB art teacher. So let's start with you, Mrs. Wagner. Why don't you tell me a little bit about the history of the IB art show? Well, Garen Catholic started teaching IB art, and I started teaching that uh, curriculum in 2006, uh, and it's a two-year program for the HL students and a one-year program for SL. And the curriculum has changed. This is the third uh, different series of changes, and the IB art show is part of that curriculum, and we started using the Indiana Design Center to showcase the IB art students. Um, and that was in 2016. And so this year we're gonna have six IB art students, uh, four HL and two SL students. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so, so 2016 was the first time we were in the, the, the Design Center there in uh, the Arts District in Carmel. Tell me about that, do you, do you enjoy that venue? I do. Actually, it's a really good partnership. They've allowed us to use that space for free, and we also are able to do uh, murals down in their parking garage area so the students get access to not only displaying their work on the second floor of that space, but also um, learning how to do murals and things down in the garage. Yeah, I know. I really love it just as a spectator going around. It really feels like our students are professional artists at a show at a, at a great venue like that. So this year's show, when is it? It is on Thursday, February 11th, from 5 to 7. Okay, and then with the, with the pandemic that we're in, any, any particular things that people might need to know about this year's show that might be different? Yeah, we're trying to recommend that um, there's about 25 uh, people, uh, patrons, actually at every 25 minutes. And so I'm going to try to monitor some of the uh, groups that are going up to the second floor and you need to sign up. Uh, we actually have the link on our website, so you can go there and uh, choose what time you want to come. Yeah, sounds great. All right. And we've got a couple of your students here. We've got senior Emma Wood, and Emma is in HL Art. Emma, tell me uh, about, about your pieces that you have that you're going to display in this year's art show. Yeah, so each student um, chooses a theme and follows that theme throughout all of their works. And my theme is nostalgia, so kind of like bringing um, people's pasts into the future and kind of comparing and contrasting that. Um, okay, do you, uh, so are all of your pieces like paintings or do you use different media to try to, to, to show? Yeah, I have a few paintings. I have um, a stained glass piece. I have um, something like a textile, like I sewed a jacket. Um, some pencil work, kind of a broad um, spectrum of stuff. Okay. Do you have a favorite piece that you did? 
My favorite will probably always be my two halves of one Hepburn. So I drew Audrey Hepburn when she was like old and in her young youth, um, and I like overlaid them with uh, blue pencil and red pencil, and I just I love it so much. <laughs> wow! What made you pick Audrey Hepburn? Um, because I, she's just kind of like everybody knows her. Um, like once you like look at her, you're like, oh, it's Audrey. Like either you've heard the name, you've seen one of her movies. Um, and I don't know, I just liked that. <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds great. It sounds great. We've also got a junior SL student with us, Caroline Funder. And Caroline, um, tell me about the pieces that you're going to exhibit in this year's show. Uh, hi. <laughs> I, my theme is childhood that I was following for all of my pieces. Uh, and like Emma, I have a lot of like different ranges of what I was drawing basically focusing on like the negative aspects and all the good aspects of childhood and just like everything that makes up a person um, and my pieces are kind of all over the place I got a large paper crane a painted ukulele um, a scratchboard piece it's a little bit more on the negative side but I think you need the full spectrum to like fully understand like my theme okay Okay, and then was there a favorite piece that you have that you did? Uh, my favorite piece is probably my self-portrait, which I did not think I was going to say that because I was very against drawing people, like, coming into the class. Um, but I ended up really enjoying it. Like, once I took the time to actually try to figure it out, and I got to incorporate the birth flowers of all my friends and family in it, so it just it feels like a special piece. Sounds beautiful. Do you think it's harder to paint yourself or others? Definitely myself, because like if you just stare at your own face for three hours, then you notice every detail, <laughs> and it just like looks wrong if it's not right. Yeah, that makes sense. Good. Well, thanks for being here and uh, and, and joining us to talk a little bit about the the art show. Um, it's certainly a, a great opportunity that we have to showcase our IB art program here at Garen Catholic. And uh, Mrs. Wagner, anything I'm missing that everybody needs to know? Okay, well, thanks for uh, all of you for being here. And again, I look forward to seeing all of our pieces at the IB Art Show this year. Okay, everyone, welcome back. In this section of the Garen Catholic Podcast, we are going to focus on our winter, winter sports seasons. And as we record this, we are kind of right in the middle towards the end of our sports seasons, seeing some of them wrapping up here. And our, our first guest is senior wrestler Braden Hall from the wrestling team. Braden, you guys, uh, we, we, we just had sectionals last weekend. Tell me a little bit about that. How'd it go? Um, sectionals is always um, fun for me because the past four years that um, sectionals has actually been in my hometown, Elwood. And so, like, while everybody's on the bus going all the way to Garen and then driving back to Elwood, I get to sleep in a couple hours. And um, it's always nice for that. And um, Spoken like a true teenager. That's mm -hmm. right. And I wrestled the 170-pound weight class, which the sectional was definitely um, compact with a bunch of good wrestlers. Yeah. And I didn't finish on top the way I wanted to, but the top four moves on, and I placed top four. So I get to move on to regionals. And regionals is this weekend, and it's going to be at Pendleton Heights. And I think, th I think it's going to be exciting. I need to pull off an upset, but nothing I can't do. Also, I feel like that... <clears throat> Wrestling is a sport that, like, um, you just can't take every day the same. You have to bring a new intensity to the sport every day if you want to get better. 
and I started wrestling freshman year. So it's definitely a sport that'll teach you life lessons, and Garrett Catholic is a special place to have it. Yeah, and you weren't the only wrestler to qualify for regionals, right? Somebody else did? Um, yeah, we actually had a junior, Alex Sims, our 195-pounder. Great, great. Well, good luck this weekend. Yeah. We also have with us from the girls' basketball team, senior Delaney Klee. Delaney, as we record this, you're getting ready for sectionals coming up this weekend. A matchup against Heritage Christian. They're traditionally pretty good. Uh, yeah. Tell me about uh, tell me about this season as it wraps up. What are the highlights for you? Um, yeah. So we play Heritage Christian tomorrow, and we're really lucky that we've had a full week of some really good practices. It's been interrupted, so we're really looking forward to that. But I think one of the highlights for the season was we went on a 6-0 and win streak kind of later in the season, and one of those wins was at Speedway on a last-second shot. And so I think that win we'll kind of remember because it was just really exciting, and we all did a really good job of keeping focus and playing to the best of our abilities. Sounds great. Hey, who hit that last-second shot at Speedway? Catherine Loso. Oh, good job, yeah. Catherine. Yeah, that's always fun to hit those buzzer beaters. Great. We've also got with a senior from the swim team, Johannes Hoffman. Johannes, what's uh, what's been the highlight for you guys for, for the swimming this year? I would say for our team, a highlight was definitely um, doing really well at the conference meet this year. Um, we went above and beyond. We placed like the best we have, at least at my time here on the team. Um, really came together, put in the time and practice, and it, and it paid off in a big way. Yeah. Anybody, uh, as we as we enter the, the tournament here, we starting with sectionals, girls first this weekend. Anybody with some high hopes of, uh, of going far in the tournament? Uh, for the girls, um, I expect Erica Hunkler to do really well at, at sectionals again and maybe make state this year again. That would be great two years in a row. Yeah, good. Good, good, good. I know uh, on the boys' team, we've got several really talented swimmers. I know you're a part of a, a pretty good relay team, but uh, – yeah, Quinn's been a, a standout for us as a swimmer too, right? Is yeah, that... he, he's he's fantastic. He pushes me. You know, he's a sophomore and I'm a senior, and we're kind of we're always in this kind of neck and neck competition. So that's good for both of us. Um, kind of push each other, and it's and it's great to see. He's like kind of the future of this team, and he's gonna he's gonna do lead the team to do really good things in the future. Yeah, that's great. Thanks, Johannes. Uh, from the cheer team, we have senior Lucy Banter. Lucy, tell me about the cheer season this year. What's been what's been uh, what's been the highlight for you? Um, yeah, I think this cheer season looks different, obviously, than most. But I'm super thankful that we've been able to be able to cheer at games um, and even do like stunting and stuff like that. Um, I know it can be really hard, but I think it's really nice just to be able to cheer on like our classmates and obviously our school. And I think it's something that obviously we'll we'll remember forever. Yeah, that's great. Good. And then uh, from the boys' basketball team, we've got Daniel Keller here, a senior also. Daniel, it's been a good year for you guys, right, on the team? This has been a good year. It's a good start so far. Yeah? What's been the highlight for you? I think we've had a couple of good wins. We beat Rebuff, we beat Noblesville. First time in my high school experience that we've beaten those two teams. And we just continue to get better every day. And that's what I think is exciting is that at the beginning of the year, we were winning games, but not the way we wanted to play. But... Now we're starting to play how we want to play. I don't think we've peaked yet, so we're playing good basketball going into the tournament. That's great. That's great. And boys' basketball tournament's always the latest of all the, the winter season. Uh, usually starts first week of March, right? And this year, sectionals will be where? This year it's at Lebanon. At Lebanon, okay. A cool gym to play at. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Well, thanks to uh, all of our senior athletes. We've also got our athletic director, Mr. Ryan Davis, here with us as well. And I just ask him, Mr. Davis, what uh, – What's been the highlight for you? What have you what, what have you enjoyed most in watching uh, all of our athletes this winter? 
you know, Mr. McNeely, this is a great group. You know, a great group of, of winter athletes that represent here in Catholic, you know, night in and night out. And uh, you know, we're so proud of of what they've been able to accomplish. Um, you know, through through the uh, you know uncertain and difficult season. Um, but you know, through all that, you know, our our boys programs and our girls programs are, are competing um, for for a all sports conference championship uh, that will be awarded at the end of the year. And so the winter sports have helped uh, propel, you know, the good momentum from the fall and, um, and they've carried that on through the winter. Um, you know, I think the most important thing, and I know that you, know, you and I are, are similar with this, Mr. McNeely, that, you know, the reason that we, we get into education is to see kids do things that they never thought that they could do. And, and like I mentioned, the, the five kids you know, who we're talking to today, um, you know, they're, they're great examples of that. You know, they're, they're doing things that you know, four years ago they didn't think that they think was possible, and, and now uh, at the end of the four years they're, they're, they're doing things that are making themselves proud and making their families proud and, and making Garen Catholic proud. So it's, it's really fun to be a part of, and um, we're looking forward to uh, the month of February, which is uh, turning time for, for winter sports. Yeah, thanks, Mr. Davis, and uh, thanks to all of our athletes who joined us today. Again, Braden, Delaney, Johannes, Lucy, and Daniel, thanks for being here. And for those of you, uh, Braden, good luck in, in regional, and everybody else, good luck as we, uh, as we enter tourney time here. Thanks, everyone. All right, we're at the next segment of our Garen Catholic podcast, and during this segment, we're going to talk uh, a little bit with one of our school counselors here about just overall health and wellness uh, of our students, of our teenagers, talk about some self-care and what tips she might have for parents. So we are joined by our counselor, Emily McCauley. Emily, I am terrible at remembering the letters of the last name, so can you remind me which letters of kids that you serve? It's not just you. I feel like we all forget our letters. I work with students' last names J through P. J through P. I know that includes McNeeny, and we appreciate the work that you do with the McNeeny family. It is National School Counselors Week, too, so congratulations on that. We're very grateful for the work of our school counselors here at Garen Catholic. Um, but let's dive in. So as we, we think about this, this time of year, we're in February, winter's kind of dragging on for a long time. Um, of course, in 2020, 2021, we've got a pandemic that we're working through. So what are the types of things that you're seeing uh, as far as looking at it from a social emotional standpoint? Uh, what are the things that you're seeing with, with uh, teenagers right now? Yeah, I would say every time, like trimester two is always just a tough one for our students especially this year, just with the year that we've had. Um, and every time during this time of year, I always see a little bit more social emotional distress in our students, whether it's just like heightened stress in their classes as we near the end of the trimester, or if it's anxiety or more depression symptoms sitting in, which makes sense just the time of year. I'm always ready for spring to hit by January 1st. So by the time February comes around, we don't see the sun quite as much. With the snow, we're not getting as much as much vitamin D, it's harder to be outside. So all of those things have an impact on just everyone's well-being, and I think we definitely see that more in our students at this point of the year as well. Yeah. So what advice do you tend to give to your to your students, to our young people here, as far as just taking good care of themselves and their emotional well-being? Sometimes it's as easy as finding something that brings them joy every day, whether it's um, just listening to like their favorite Spotify playlist or if, it's, if they do love going outside, more power to them. If it's going outside to their park and just enjoying being out in the cold. 
I think it's also really important to set routines and that's that's harder to do this year just being hybrid in the school right now like their gold day and purple day may look different and it's harder to exercise so one thing I always talk to students about is trying to get active whether it's just going for a walk whether it's doing a YouTube workout or if it's something more stringent that they do with their teams that physically being active part is something I really stress with my students so finding something that brings them joy for five minutes and especially getting active are two of the main things that I tell my students to do. Yeah, and I'll add a, a, a third thing in there that I know I've, I've heard our counselors and, and our campus ministry and our priests say often, you know, it's a the, the whole meditation is kind of a buzzword in mental health right now. Yeah. Of course, I think we Catholics and Christians got that down, right? It's prayer, it's yeah, silence, it's adoration, it's all those beautiful things, of course, that we know are important as well. Right, and that can even be harder to have access to of still being cautious of where you go, but even if it's something that like you take the time to intentionally pray while you're making the bed each morning. Like that's a great way to start the day and something I try to do myself as well. Yeah. What what advice would you have for, for parents too as they're coaching their kids through this and maybe, yeah. you know, struggling to try to help their kids establish some of these some of these good habits? Yeah, I think recognizing parents, they are like you may be going through your own struggles as well. That's really important to note. And I think it's honestly something that you have to do is take care of yourself as well just because our kids they're smart kids they can pick up when things aren't aren't normal they can pick up the differences in attitudes and shifts um, just of the family culture at home so being able to take care of yourself and also being open to having real and honest conversations with your kids about what's going on hearing about their day and just kind of letting them talk to you um, so just setting aside time to do that and trying to find just things to do together as a family, which I know teenagers love to spend time with their family, but it can be small things too. So. Yeah, thanks. Good, good advice. Um, you know, finally, I think I think the other thing, you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about that, you know, these healthy habits and these things are important, but there's certainly... Uh, a big difference between, you know, the winter blahs and being down and, and, and clinical depression and, and anxiety, which is very real uh, and, and can happen. So what, what advice will you have or what, what tips you have if, if a parent's out there and they're really worried about their child, um, what, what resources are out there for them? So I would definitely say if you're worried about your student and it's something that you don't feel comfortable addressing yourself, please reach out to your student school counselor or even a teacher that you feel comfortable with in the school Part of being a school counselor, not only do we help with their academics and the college and career piece, but we also help them with the social emotional piece too, especially if it's impacting their day, their days at school. We're here to help them through that. And we also have the ability to determine if it is something that needs like bigger clinical help as well, where they need an additional therapist or some outside support too. So we want our students to be happy and healthy and to grow. And it's something that we can help you help your student take the right steps to get the kind of help that they need in order to be able to be in a good place to do that. Yeah, sounds good. Finally, Mrs. McCauley, this is your fifth year of being a school counselor, fifth year here at Garen Catholic. Again, you are very much, as all of our school counselors are, a blessing to the school and our families in so many ways. But uh, just as you reflect back on five years, what's your favorite part of being a school counselor? This is the hardest question. I, I love being a school counselor. I'm really passionate about this profession and I really feel like it is my calling in life. And the best thing uh, to sum it up, I think being able to be a school counselor at Garen Catholic 
really allows me the opportunity to get everything that I want out of being a school counselor. I work with students in the academic realm, in the college and career readiness realm, in the social emotional realm, and I know my students from scheduling them in eighth grade through graduation. And my juniors are actually the first class this year where I've known them since eighth grade. And being able to see the growth that's happened and to get to know my families and be part of that has been the biggest blessing. And it's so, it's just awesome to see how they grow and flourish and they start to understand what God is calling them to do in their life. So the opportunity here to be that kind of school counselor is, I, that is my favorite thing. Okay, thank you very much for, for joining us. That's Emily McCauley, our, our school counselor. Uh, again, we're celebrating them this week with, uh, with National School Counselors Week. And uh, again, thanks again for joining us, Emily. Well, that concludes this very first edition of the Garen Catholic Podcast. I want to thank all of our guests who joined us today, Mr. Thompson, Mr. Klein, Mrs. Wagner, seniors Emma Wood, Caroline Funder, Mr. Davis, our athletic director, and senior athletes Lucy Banter, Braden Hall, Johannes Hoffman, Delaney Klee, Daniel Keller, and our counselor, Mrs. McCauley. Very blessed that they all took time to talk about the good news of the things that are happening here at Garen Catholic. Thanks, everybody, who tuned in and listened. And just a reminder that we are all called to lead others to Christ with humility, to serve others with love, and to trust and place ourselves into God's providence. Thanks again, everyone, for tuning in. May God bless you, and may peace be with you. Jesus.